We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. All right. Welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I'm your host and your coach, Brittany King. How are we doing today, my friend? I mean, I'm just going to dive right into it. I'm just really excited because I've been doing a lot of solo episodes because that's what I have been feeling called to do. I'm just based off of common themes that I found in my community and with my clients. Um, but I'm so excited to have a guest on the show because this is why I started podcast is to learn from the amazing people um, in the world. And so I'm just excited to get to jam out with, with someone today on this topic. So uh, Please help me welcome Alessa to the show. Welcome to the Positively Real podcast. How are you doing, my friend? <laughs> Thank you so much, Brittany. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm excited to be here and excited to dive in uh, and really honored to be a guest. That's amazing because I interview a lot of people on my podcast, so uh, I'm excited to be on yours. Yeah. Sometimes it's fun to have the roles reversed, right? Totally. Oh my gosh, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just actually, right before this, I was a guest on someone else's podcast, so it's like funny switching hats of like like being the one being interviewed to being the interviewer and you almost have to like readjust your energy because it's just totally. totally different. Um, but I'm so excited to have you on the show. We connected via Instagram, the magic of the gram. <laughs> it is so amazing to connect with like-minded people in that way and be able to like reach outside of my little bubble of Arizona, because I'm talking to, from, to you from Toronto and I'm in Phoenix and we get to talk about money mindset and abundance and all things. So, uh, I'm just, so glad that you reached out to me because as soon as you did, I like looked at, um, your Instagram because that's, you know, that's the new uh, business card. Right. And then I went to your podcast and I just was like, absolutely. I was just like done and done. When can <laughs> we make this happen? It's just, sometimes you just intuitively feel that energy. And I think totally. you feel that too. And that's why we're here today. So let's just start with who you are, what you're about, and then we'll get into it. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm an energy person. So totally. I'm, I'm so into, I'm, I handpick my people that I want to connect with and uh, try to be on podcasts with. So I'm glad that this connection happened. Yeah. So I'm Alessia. Um, I actually, my background is actually an exercise rehab. I went to school to be a kinesiologist. So human movement specialist. Uh, when I was a little girl, I wanted to be a doctor and it, Medical school didn't work out for me, but I ended up being in healthcare because I loved to help people. Um, and I wanted to help people heal because that's something that felt really comfortable for me and felt really like almost like a calling. Um, and so when I did that, it was really interesting because I went into the field and I loved what I was doing. And but there was, there was part of me where it was like, there's got to be more. Like there's, I, there's got to be more that I can do. Um, but you know, we're so used to being in this world where um, you got to go to school, you got to get a job that people know, um, you know, got to follow that. You have to get a job that people know. Um, and so the, it was always at the back of my head. And I always, for some reason, was like doing all these weird things that like people were like, what are you doing? 
Like, what do you, you know? And, and so when I started my kinesiology business, so I went from working um, with a doctor to starting my own thing where I was going to people's houses and I was working with them one-on-one. And I, again, really loved that. But then I started to think about scaling because I was like, okay, I love what I'm doing, but like, I can't be working 10 hour days going from home to home uh, because I was exhausted. Um, And so what I started to see was that this passion for coaching and mentoring was like kind of brewing inside of me. Um, And a big part, and I started to reflect on my journey. I had been or had a business for almost five or six years. And I thought, you know, how did I grow my business? Because it was all referral based. So I started with just working with people one-on-one. And then all of a sudden I built this place where like I had to reject people because I literally did not have any more slots available. And I thought, you know what, I could teach people to do this. Like I could teach people to build you know, a business that they didn't need to feel like they needed to go out there and and feel sleazy and weird and um, whatever. And so this idea of soulful selling came to me. And while I was still working, um, you know, in my exercise rehab, I started to think, how can I coach people to sell from this place that feels really, really authentic and feels really, really good. And I'll be honest, part of it was like, I needed to learn more about it too, because I built my business so authentically that I I, I wasn't even sure how to teach it. Um, and so after I hired my first coach, I realized that like I needed to coach. I needed to work with people and really show them because the more research I did, the more I realized there were so many tactical gross things out there, um, especially for people who were solo entrepreneurs, which is what I, what I was. Um, and it didn't feel very good to me. So the energetics piece behind sales started to really show up for me because I started to do work on myself. Um, you know, personal development was such a huge part of me going into this field, um, that I just had to teach it. Um, because again, as I, the more I started to do research on it, nobody was teaching on, the energy behind sales. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting because, um, you know, if we look at any aspect of our business, um, you know, money mindset, um, worthiness, uh, being able to call in clients, be able to, even, even if you're working at a job, you know, being able to have the, you know, bold and brave heart to ask for, for a bigger race or to ask for things in your job, there's an energetic component that comes with it. And so that's the part that I teach and I really, really enjoy. And and when I started my podcast um, a year and a bit ago, it kind of birthed into this thing where um, I just couldn't stop talking about it. (laughs) And it's changed a little bit um, in ways because, you know, I've interviewed so many people um, and soulful selling has become like a home for me. Um, and something that I love to chat about. So I'm excited for us to talk about the energetics behind money, because that's something that I teach on. And I think is really important for people um, to learn about for sure. So it's, I love, I love hearing like the origin story and how you just kept following the breadcrumbs and you look back and you're like, what, what is missing? And like, how do I, how do I grow this? And then how it evolves. And I think that that's beautiful because, um, we think life is very linear and you follow the steps and you get the good job that everyone, you know, knows what it is and it pays a good salary, but that limits you. Like you don't realize that there's limitless possibilities when you step outside of that linear path. So I love that. Um, that's been a part of your, your journey and how you use energy to really help maneuver through that. So I wanted to talk today because I love, um, 
I love in your description for your podcast, you say abundance gets to be your new norm. So I imagine, you know, with sales and I all, I am resonate with this is in order to really sell something from a soulful place, it starts with your own beliefs around money. And it like, that's where it begins. Like, it's not just like trying to sell something. This goes with anything. You have to look at your own beliefs around money and what that money mindset is. And I think so many of us live in this world of scarcity and lack, and it's so hard to, um, see that. We just think that's just how life is. So how do you walk someone through that in the beginning of reprogramming their beliefs about money? Yeah, this is one of my favorite topics to talk about because it's something that I struggled with at the beginning because, you know, when you start to build something, or even if you're you're at a job and, and, you know, there's a certain salary that's given to you at first, it feels really good. Cause you're like, okay, you know, I agreed to this because I'm accepting this job or, you know, I'm coaching at this rate, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But then over time, what we start to realize is that our energy doesn't align with the money that we receive. And, and sometimes we don't understand that. And that comes in a form of like, for me, it was burnout. I was experiencing like major burnout. And for a while, my body didn't recognize it. So Um, what started to happen was like, okay, well, why was I experiencing these physical experiences, right? Why was I getting sick every four to six months? Why was I not feeling good in my body? And I think the biggest thing that I guide people through is just listening to yourself, like really just listening to yourself and saying, okay, like, how do I feel right now? Because sometimes we're, we don't even know what we don't know. (laughs) And that's the reality of it. We, we sometimes don't even know, and we just are going through life because life is moving so fast that we don't realize that. So what, when people do understand that and they come and, and ask for help, I say, okay, let, let's reflect on how you feel on a daily basis. Let's tune into what kinds of things are you saying to yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, how does it feel every time a bill comes in, mm-hmm. you know, and you open either the email or the physical copy, you know, how does it feel when, you know, there's a, there's money coming out of your account for your mortgage or your car payment or whatever, you know, what are the feelings that come with that? Mm -hmm. And when we start to really dissect that, because people, sometimes I don't even think pay attention to it, but when we really start to pay attention to how we feel, then we start to recognize the feeling in different aspects of our lives. And the more aware we are of that, the more we're able to shift that. And so I think um, a lot of people, when they are feeling kind of uneasy about either money leaving um, or maybe they feel like, you know, when money comes in, they're like, okay, I have to like put it into this account or I have to do this with it. Or, you know, just like this, this feeling of like, if I don't do something with it, it'll go away is, is the energy that we kind of want to get we kind of want it to dissolve because as soon as we feel that lack, even when, even with a savings account, like you could have a savings account and it could be very abundant, but if every time you receive money, you're like, I have to put it there because I feel like if I don't, then I'm never going to get that money back. Mm -hmm. That's a lack mentality. And, And a lot of that with energy, what starts to happen is we actually create situations where we have to use that money. Mm-hmm. So again, just awareness, shifting the mindset and the reprogramming is just being aware mm-hmm. of what is happening mm-hmm. when you're, when you're having a money exchange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. Well, and I, to your point, it is, I mean, 
it's so true. We're constantly trying to avoid how we feel. <laughs> so not <laughs> totally. understanding the like discomfort and paying attention to what that physical sensation is in your body when it comes to, um, giving and receiving money is definitely something that is the first step and just paying attention to how we feel in, in those moments. So, you know, what about like people that make money and then just spend it right away? What's going on with that mindset? So it depends. So I always ask um, to get an inventory of what people spend money on, because some people believe that if they have the physical money that it'll somehow disappear. So what they end up doing is they'll end up spending it on like things Mm -hmm. and they'll just have things, you know, they'll just have, and sometimes when they have, you know, a bigger income, they'll buy expensive things and they'll just say like, they may not even think about it, but they'll, their mentality is, is I have to have it in like physical items Mm -hmm. for me to feel abundant for me to feel like that money isn't going anywhere. Um, And I want to refer to, I I don't know if your audience knows about a Amanda Francis. She, okay. So she is incredible. She teaches on women empowerment and money. Um, and she like, is just incredible. And one of the things she talks about is money limits. So, um, limits on how much we earn. So we all have a limit on how much we earn and we all have a limit on how much we, we spend. We also have a limit on how much we debt we have. We have a limit on how much it feels good to keep a certain amount of money. And so we have an energetic limit on these things. And that comes with whatever our comfort is. So some people, you know, if they, um, you know, don't feel like they're worthy of having the money in their bank account, because for example, you know, they, um, let's say grew up in a home where money was always spent, there were always things everywhere. Um, then they'll think that that's what their norm is for them. So they'll go out and spend their money. Right. Um, and then there are people you'll sometimes meet people who, will hoard money. <laughs> so they'll actually keep their money, but then they won't know they, they have a really hard time releasing money because they're afraid that they're never going to get that back. Um, but we all have an energetic minimum as to how much we earn, we spend and we save um, and playing around with that energy is really, really important. Um, but I think a lot of the times people who are um, afraid of losing the money are the ones that spend it the fastest. Mm, absolutely. So the first step's awareness, right? Like paying attention to how we feel like that's really how we can understand what our money beliefs are just based off of the feeling that it creates in our body. So paying attention, what is the next step to making abundance your norm? I think the next thing is just really understanding how you, what your like beliefs are on how you spend the money. So it's like having awareness of like how you feel, but then like, what, what, what is your definition of like the spend portion? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, do you believe that, um, you know, spending is a good thing? Do you believe that spending is a bad thing? Do you believe that um, if you spend too much or too little, that's going to mean something about you? Um, So beliefs are one. And then the next thing, I think a lot of people also don't keep track of where the money's going either. So this is a practical thing that we can start doing is every month write down, you know, what we actually are spending our money on. Mm-hmm. 
And what is like a non-negotiable, like a roof over my head, you know, (laughs) food in my stomach, my car, whatever the case may be. Um, Because I think sometimes we don't realize we don't have that practical. So when we know what our beliefs are and then we know where our money is going, um, staying or going, then we get a better picture of what our future looks like. I always like to look into the future because I really, really believe that once we understand you know, what our beliefs are, where we're spending our money, we can get an idea of where we can go next. Mm-hmm. Um, and once we start doing that, this is when a more abundance comes in mm-hmm. because we are no longer scared of what the future looks like. Mm-hmm. Cause I think a lot of the times we are just so we're, we're so scared of like, you know, I'm not going to have enough money later. So that I'm going to, I'm going to hoard it or I'm going to spend it on things. Cause then I feel more abundant, but when we are aware of how we spend it, what our beliefs are, then we are able to plan for the future. Mm, Absolutely. I think in the thing that comes up for me with my own practices is like using gratitude. Um, But like gratitude in the sense for things that I'm grateful for that I don't have yet. And just being able to like create the space in my life for those things and being able to call it in from um, that place instead of a place of lack and a place of, you know, scarcity. So, you know, you mentioned that you reprogram old, old beliefs through shadow work. So walk me through what that looks like. Sure. Okay. So I'm going to define what shadow work is. So shadow work is bringing the unconscious to conscious. Okay. So bringing things that we don't, we aren't aware of to our awareness. So one of the biggest practices that I have is that um, for the most part, every morning I get up earlier. And even if I give myself an extra five or 10 minutes before I touch any electronics, I sit down with myself and I actually feel into my body. I'm like, what am I feeling? Like physically, like, do I feel tired? Do I feel excited today? Are there any thoughts that are like, in my head from, let's say yesterday, am I nervous about anything? So checking in with myself every single day is so, so, so important because then what happens is over time, I start to learn what the unconscious things are. So that's the shadow part. So the things that I'm not aware of when we're, when we're consistently sitting down with ourselves and observing what it is that's coming up for us, we start to see a pattern. So journaling is a big part for me too. So like when I sit down, I'll actually journal out and I'm like, okay, this is how I feel today. Here are the things that are coming up for me. And over time I start to see a pattern. And then I get curious about the things that keep showing up every day. Mm. I'm like, why is this thing? Like, you know, why do I, like, for example, anxiety, you know, I get up with anxiety. It's like, why do I always have anxiety when I get up? Like I haven't even done anything. Mm-hmm. Like nothing has happened. Like, why do I feel anxious? And so I start to, to dig into those things where it's like, why does my body feel, um, you know, like stiff or why does my body feel like unwell? You know, is it like, it could be as simple as like, maybe I didn't drink enough water yesterday. And that's important because that helps us to be clear in our life. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we're fueling our body, that's a big part of, um, you know, the work that I did with, with my previous business. And I, and I'm really conscious about incorporating it into my current business, because I think that a healthy body will also to help, help us with 
working on our mind and the shadow work part of it is like when we feel good in our body we're going to be able to face those emotional blocks that we have or those things that come up for us that we may not feel good about talking or we may not feel good about facing Mm -hmm. but the more we get to know ourselves on this level on this personal level the more we start to again bring those unconscious thoughts to the forefront Mm -hmm. and I've discovered a lot of things about me that I didn't know were even present Mm -hmm. until I started to do this work. And I think a lot of us are scared to do this work Mm -hmm. because there are things that come up for us that we didn't really even think were even like that were even roaming in our head. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think like the word for 2020 for me was trust. And Mm -hmm. so it was crazy because with everything that was happening in the world, it was like, I had to trust in the, and especially with my business, like, my business literally fell apart because I was working one-on-one with people. Mm -hmm. And it was good that I was in my, you know, kind of transitioning into my coaching business because it was almost like I knew something was coming and I was like ready to transition. Um, But trusting that, trusting the path that I was on and that came through me sitting down with myself and asking those questions every day and being curious about the things that came up for me that maybe I didn't even know were coming up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's my part of shadow work. And I think honesty, being honest with ourselves is going to be our biggest, our biggest, biggest teacher. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you kind of mentioned some of the questions that you asked, like, do you have a list of questions that you go through when it comes to turning the unconscious into conscious? Like what kind of questions do you ask yourself? Yeah. So your clients. So- Yeah. So one of my biggest things is it's like, how I, first of all, how am I feeling today? Mm -hmm. And I, and I say, okay, you know, I kind of go into the physical first. I'm like, how's my body feeling? Do I feel tired? Um, And then I, I, then I go into the mental. I'm like, what am I thinking right now? What's Mm -hmm. like stuck in my head right now? Or what am I contemplating about? Um, And then I start to explore how that's affecting the decisions that I am about to make that day. Mm-hmm. And are there things that are kind of holding me back because let's say I'm afraid or, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable having that conversation. Let's say, you know, we're having, I don't know, issues with our spouse or a family member, or let's say a client mm-hmm. who we're like, Oh, I have to have a conversation or my boss, you know, mm-hmm. um, I have to have a conversation. And that's the part that we avoid, but energetically it's so important to release that mm-hmm. Um, because we actually hold on to that. And that's something that people don't really think that, that it actually affects them, but that energy, um, wears us out. And a lot of the times we feel so exhausted just from holding on to something that we were not brave enough to bring up. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but if you, again, if you sit with yourself every morning, if that comes up for you every morning and you are conscious of that, you're like, why does this keep coming up for me? Um, so those are some of the questions it's very, for me, it's very, um, again, I like to, to, to practice trusting myself. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, what's showing up for me? I'm very flowy. I try not to be too restrictive on the questions, but the biggest part is like, how do I feel physically, mentally, yeah. emotionally? And then I go from there. Yeah. I love that. It's like just knowing that just that, know that that checkpoint's always there, like that touch point where you could check in before your day begins and you kind of just let those questions come flow to you 
intuitively. And then if you see the pattern, that's when you're able to, to make that change. And it is so true. It's like, we think avoiding it means that it's gone, but it's there and it, and it's, <laughs> totally. contro- and it is controlling all of the, the behaviors and the actions that we take or don't take throughout our day. And especially when it comes to money, like when it comes to the money mindset, if we're not sitting with how we feel about money, it will show up in our actions, whether that means overspending, spending on things or, or not, or hoarding it, feeling like it will go away and the energy that we put towards it because it is energy it's currency and it's an and it's an exchange like we're exchanging energy for energy um so you know reprogramming you always have to understand your beliefs first right your thoughts having that awareness um so working through that and then calling in abundance how how do you walk someone through like really calling in that abundance in their life I think the question that I want to ask people is what does abundance mean to you? Yeah. Well, that was my next question. I'm like, what does abundance mean to you? Right. So to me, abundance means freedom. Mm -hmm. Like to me, abundance means, you know, limitless opportunities, limitless, Mm -hmm. um, expansion, um, just limitless, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and you guys, you know, as you're listening to this, you know, this is work that I consistently do. You know, I still have limiting beliefs around things. And every time we level up, um, especially like from, from an upper, you know, from a coaching standpoint and, or if you have a job and you're ready to level up in your salary, like asking for the raise, like that's not easy. Like that stuff isn't easy. And we still on a daily basis struggle with that. Mm-hmm. However, um, when we are aware and actively doing the work, that's when abundance will show up in different areas of our lives. So for me, it's like, when it comes to money, for me, it's like, where can I find opportunities that feel good to me, right? Like, where can I find opportunities that make me feel good in my body? Um, And it's like, where can I create opportunities for myself Mm -hmm. that feel good in my body? Um, And when it comes to abundance in general, you know, defining it for yourself is really important because sometimes people are just like, I don't even know what that means for me. So I would encourage you to sit down and say like, what does abundance mean to me? Because abundance to me is, like I said, is freedom and opportunity, you know, just like this limitless Mm -hmm. space. Um, And when I think about that, there are a lot of obstacles that I still have to overcome you know, when it comes to that. Right. And there are, and that's why I created my podcast because I wanted a place where, where people felt like there were no like ickiness and no like limitations as to how they earned their money and how they built businesses. Because I think, you know, this world has taught us for such a long time that we need to do things a certain way. They need to be structured a certain way or they won't work. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see these huge businesses, you know, even like Amazon and Tesla, like all these businesses that you would look at and you're like, if people, I, I remember when, um, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember when Tesla, the idea of Tesla first came out and people were like, no one's going to drive a car that's electric. Like no one's going to trust that. And then look at the company now. And, you know, even, even let's say, look at, you know, our parents who never ordered online after this year, everyone's on Amazon. Like no one's even going to places to buy anything. Everyone's just like, it's so easy. Like even my parents said to me, like, it's so easy to just go online and click whatever I need and it gets dropped at my house, right? But I wouldn't have had that abundance. I wouldn't have had that idea of like, 
opening my mind if I didn't think that those things were possible for me. So I think being open to opportunities flowing in, I think sometimes, especially with money, people are like, you know, when they're thinking about, okay, I have a budget of this amount of money and I earn this amount of money at my work. Um, they're very limited. They're like, I can only, this is all I can make. Um, mm-hmm. But I think when people start to open up to the idea of like money gets to show up for me in different ways, like refund checks or like money gets sent to me through different, like Amanda Francis talks about this all the time when, you know, who even receives checks, but like I get them all the time from random things. Like my insurance company sent me a hundred dollar check. It's small, but whatever, a hundred dollar check in the mail. And I was like, why are they sending me this? And they said, oh, there was an adjustment that was made to your policy. But see, I was open to that, right? I was open that money was going to flow in through different channels. So I think when we start to do that, Um, You know, we see this in relationships too. You know, we feel that when we meet that one person and, you know, they are this, this picture of who we wanted somebody to be, but then there are a couple of things that we aren't really happy with, but we're like, oh, you know, they're 90% there, right? But that's a lack of abundance because we believe that one, we're not worthy to have the hundred percent. So then we stick with the 80% even though we're aware of it, but we're so afraid that we're not going to get the hundred percent that we hold on to the 80. Mm-hmm. And so learning in different aspects, because I think, you know, it's not just money. It's like every aspect of our lives, our relationships, our jobs, our, the relationships we have with our friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw that change a lot when I started my business as people started to fall off. And I get this a lot from my clients who say, you know, as my business is growing, there are friends that I've had forever that fall off. And I say, Okay, so where's your abundance? Let's talk about your abundance around around relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we start to look at those different things, I think um, when we start to look at practical things when it comes to abundance, I think that we're able to relate a little bit more mm-hmm. um, because money sometimes is still a thing that people really have a hard time with. Yeah. Oh, I I agree um, with everything that you just said, and it is it is really when you take a step back and you reflect, it's like, it reflects in all other areas of your life. And you can really see how abundance shows up in every area, not just focusing on money. And then also being able to call it in from that place of possibility and abundance and not lack because as we've learned lack just creates more lack even if you're like trying to convince yourself on a conscious level that you're like I am abundant like you know that's why people get frustrated with affirmations because they're like I'm abundant I'm saying I'm abundant blah 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 but I'm like if you don't really feel that on a deeper subconscious level it's still gonna be you're still going to attract more lack based off of the actions that you take So what are some practical, tangible things that someone can really do to help foster this mindset and, and make, make abundance the norm? Yeah. So I think a big part is like, uh, seeing how it shows up in your, and, and all aspects of your life. So, you know, let's use relationships as an example, just in general, because I think it's something that we can all relate to. So, you know, as we start to do this work, And when I say work, I mean, like we look at the stuff, the, you know, we make the unconscious conscious, the things that we know are blocking us, but we're not really paying attention to them. When we start to do the work of opening that can of worms and we start to really look at what is limiting us, what starts to happen is energetically, we shift how we show up in the world. 
how we show up on Instagram, how we, you know, we see, we start to, you know, post positive things on our stories or like talk about positive things. And we start to hang out with people. We start to, to see that we're, are drawn to more positive people in our lives. And all of a sudden, you know, sometimes those negative people that we never thought were kind of negative are like screaming mm. at us you know, and we start to notice, like, I know I started to notice people who are really negative in my life. And I just like, it was like a, it was like a red light that I just started to see. And, um, what started to happen is at first it felt very uncomfortable letting those people go Mm -hmm. because it was comfort. Like I had made relationships with those people. Right. Um, but what started to happen is, as I, as I let them go, or as I started to say, you know, maybe I won't see that person as often, or maybe I'll be a little bit cautious about the things that I say to them because, you know, they're either always negative or they always have something to say that's not ideal. And then what started to happen was that things like this showed up where I would connect on people on Instagram. Like I've met so many people on the internet who don't even live in, I think most of my friends now live, you know, everywhere else besides Toronto. (laughs) And I, you know, have made new friends that I can literally, I voice note with on a daily basis who I've never even met in my life except FaceTime. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they're, you know, as soon as I'm able to travel, like I'm so excited to go see them. And I have, if I reflect back on other friends that I've had, they've fallen away because energetically I no longer align with them. Mm -hmm. So, but practicing that. So that's a practical example of like seeing who's in your life that you, as soon as you start doing the work, who's in your life that starts to kind of hinder your progress. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so those are daily things and relationships are so, so powerful because they test our beliefs about ourselves Mm -hmm. and how much we trust ourselves and the decisions that we make. And also how much we trust being alone (laughs) and, and, and how, how much we trust like in the um, decisions that we make and in, in regards to building those relationships. Um, because I think a lot of the times, you know, as humans, we are wired to be together, right? We're wired to um, create these relationships. But a lot of the times, if we don't feel good about ourselves in our inside of our bodies, then we will stay with people, not just romantic relationships, but also friendships and even, and even family, mm-hmm. um, not that we can eliminate family, but we can really do, you know, set boundaries as to how far we let them um, affect our energy and our space. And so those are daily things that I would say that we do is just really being aware of like who is around us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, um, you know, on a daily basis, you know, I like to also check my bank account every day. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't take it from a place of like lack, right? Mm-hmm. And what I do is I have actually named different, different accounts, different things. Mm. So I have like a whole bunch of different accounts and one is like fun, you know, or other, like I, my, the, the account that my business flows, it's like the money that flows into my business account is actually called abundance. Mm, I love that. Um, so when we look at how, um, you know, when we change the names of our different accounts, which we're, we were able to do every time we open our bank account, we're like, okay, my abundant account is this, you know, my fun account is this, mm-hmm. um, my love account is this. Like I, I even, uh, you know, for my account where I, I have an account where I, um, save more money cause I want to buy multiple properties. I, I will say like adventure mm-hmm. because I want to have adventure in different places all over the world. So it's like, uh, changing the way that we look at our money 
will also like, especially if we change the words that we associate with our money will also become a little bit, it'll change the way that we, we see money too. Cause then we see it as more like fun instead of like a burden. The other thing that I love to do as well is when I pay bills, I actually send a thank you in my like energetic thank you in my head to the person that's providing me or the company that's providing me with that service. And I think when we start to do that, rather than looking at it as like, oh, money's coming out of my account to let's say pay my mortgage. I say to myself, like, I'm so grateful that I'm able to pay this person because they gave me the opportunity to buy this home that I now live in. Or, you know, having like, you know, when I pay my internet bill or if I pay my cell phone bill, you know, I always say like, thank you so much for like giving me the opportunity to be so connected that I can make friends online. Mm -hmm. And I think when we start to change the way that we speak to our money and how it's flowing and how it's going, um, and these are just like daily practical things, you know, Um, sometimes what what I also do is I'm very hyper aware of like just my life in general. So you know, some days when I'm, let's say, running behind, I tend to be late. I don't know why, but I just tend to be late for things. And so for a long time, I would get like really upset with myself because I I actually don't like being late. But what started to happen is I would start to know the places that I was late for. And I would start to say like, why am I late to that thing? Like what, like, what energy was I walking into this that I didn't feel was worthy enough to be in my life that I just wanted to take a little bit of time away from that place. And so what started to happen is I would eliminate these things out of my life because they were no longer serving me like clients that were draining, you know, cause I, I wanted to take those clients on because I was like thinking that I couldn't have any more clients, but really they were actually energetically draining to me. Mm. So that's a practical thing too, right? Is it's like when you are running late to things, or if you feel like when you're going to meet that friend or that family member and it just doesn't feel right. um, Again, the more we eliminate things that drag us down, the more we're able to invite that freedom and abundance into our life because we're aligning with the things that we're doing. Mm. So good. Oh, I love it. I could keep talking to you all day. And it's what's so great that you have the Soulful Selling Podcast because I can just listen to this. <laughs> it is so helpful and it's so useful. And whether or not you're a business owner, everything that you share is so um, practical and relatable for just everyday life and just literally every area of your life. So um, where can people find you? I know you have um, the Soulful Selling podcast. Um, How often do you put out a new episode? So for the most part, I try to have an episode every single week and I interview a lot of people. So, and the reason why I decided to do that is because I wanted to get more opinions on what soulful selling means to people. Mm -hmm. So I usually will do like three guest episodes and uh, one solo episode. Um, But I usually am doing almost every single week. I would say like 90% of the time. Awesome. Where else can people find you? So I hang out on Instagram. So Alessia Oligratska is my, uh, where you can find me. Uh, I spend a lot of time there because I, I like to share my world with people. And I also, um, you know, share my podcast on there and anything um, that I have, I have a couple of links there. I also have a website where you can find different resources. Um, I also hang out on Clubhouse. If that's something that's of interest to you, if you have no idea what Clubhouse is, make sure you 
DM mm-hmm. me and I will hook you up because Clubhouse has been amazing. Um, it's an audio only platform, um, but it's a really powerful one to make uh, really, really amazing connections um, with people all over the world. Amazing. Amazing. So, and you mentioned that you have a gift, right? A PDF. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I have a PDF. Um, I have a couple actually, but the one, I think the one that I gave you or the one that I wanted to share was, um, syncing your business or your, your, um, career with your, uh, cycle. Mm-hmm. And for women, um, it's so, so, so important because we go through different hormonal, we have different hormonal, hormonal experiences through our month. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are different times where we feel really energetic, where we feel, um, you know, like we need to nourish ourselves more. And so I just, it's like a four or five page PDF and it just kind of explains the different things that we, or the different, um, cycles that we go through the month and how we can navigate our business around that. And even if you have a job, you can also do the same. Um, especially if like you are in a place where, um, you can kind of make your own schedule or at least put projects into different areas of the month. Because if you are a project-based, um, person, uh, because there are some times of the month where you will feel a lot more creative and using that energy, um, to create things and, you know, put together projects will be really, really powerful for you. Mm, Awesome. 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 I will make sure I put the link to that in the show notes as well. Thank you for that amazing gift. So my last question for you is what's the best piece of advice you have ever received? You know, I think the biggest piece of advice was trusting myself more. Mm. And that only happens when we start to really, really get to know ourselves. Yeah. You know, um, I, th- I, I wish that I had trusted myself sooner um, because I think that I would have opened up a lot of doors a lot sooner, but um, I'm very happy and excited to be on this journey. And I think, Um, a lot of our anxiety and sleepless nights and maybe even some depression comes from the fact that we just don't know ourselves enough. We don't trust ourselves enough. Mm -hmm. We don't believe that we can make powerful decisions. Um, We always seek other people's approval and advice on what we should do. And I think that that's important to a certain degree, but only when we really have asked ourselves and said like, this is what I feel to be true for me. Mm -hmm. But trusting ourselves will be one of the most powerful things that we will do. And it will lead us to make decisions that are going to make us feel abundant, that are going to make us feel free and safe and um, powerful, really. Mm -hmm. Great advice. And (laughs) that resonates with me on so many levels. It's like that self-trust to me is one of the greatest forms of self-love and just being totally. able to know and lean into that, that you know what's best for you. Of course, there's coaches and guides like ourselves that are going to help facilitate that and pull it out of people, but it really does come from trusting ourselves first. So love, love, love that. And loved chatting with you, Alessa. You are a true light. Um, I'm so excited to continue to listen to your podcast. I feel like I know that I have so much to learn from you and thank you so much for making this connection and agreeing to be on the show and sharing all of the goodness that you have. Cause that was amazing. 
Of course. Of course. Thank you so much for having me, Brittany. And everybody, Brittany's going to be on my podcast very shortly. So make sure that you're connected on there because we're going to have an awesome, awesome conversation. So thank you so much for having me. And thank you for taking the invitation to to do this collaboration. I think it's so powerful when women come together to to create magic, right? Because um, we're magical beings. And I think the more we embrace that and embody that, um, the more we're going to be able to to shine more light into the world. So thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I cannot wait to collaborate more. 